storm. Rains could be heavy. The early morning low 70s. Tomorrow to a high of the low to mid 80s. With clouds and scattered activity yet. Diminishing chances through the day tomorrow. Tomorrow night clearing out. Early patch to fog Saturday. Followed by sunshine. The afternoon high low to mid 80s. Sunny again on Sunday. The highs in the middle 80s. Warm to hot early next week with highs under sunshine into the upper 80s to near 90. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Security. Fitzmaurice Food Show, but it's not Tom Fitzmaurice. You already know that. I'm Marianne Fitzmaurice. I wish I could bring myself to do those long, rambling introductions that Tom uh, used to do that were very existential in nature, but I'm not really existential in nature, so uh, they wouldn't work anyway. So we're just going to have to put up with this. Hi, it's the food show. Give me a call, 556-9696. You know, I can't decide if it's a good day, if it's a if it's a nice day or not a nice day. It was a nice day for a long time. It was such a nice day that I was out riding my bike. Steve, if you are listening, I would like you to call me. I am about ready to give the old rail brewery a new look. I was riding my bike today on the Mandeville Trace for a little while while Tom went to sing. <clears throat> and I passed the old rail and I got those tendrils, you know, the wimpy hamburger tendrils. I got the tendrils of barbecue smoking meat, which I am. I, I guess a cavewoman at heart. I, I really find smoking meat over an open fire on a spit to be just about the closest thing to culinary heaven that there is. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I got that smell and I thought, does old rail have a smoker? It's been seven years since I went to old rail. I went a couple of times when they opened in 2014. I was so unimpressed. And then when I heard that his college roommate was in the kitchen and that was his only credential, I realized, well, I don't think so. Obviously, they've put it together. They've been there seven years now, every 200 One of every 200 restaurants makes it five years. So they figured something out. They're still there seven years later. Although I'm sure the beer helped a lot. And so I think I'm going to go back and see what's happening there. 
<clears throat> so I'm asking Steve to verify if there is a smoker in-house and if they've ever had anything smoked there. I went, <clears throat> I went to uh, get a menu. I popped in and was told that they don't have menus to take out. That there's a menu online, <clears throat> which I have to say didn't impress me. Because, I mean, everybody's got paper menus. That's what they've been doing for COVID. So uh, I can't really see the menu. But they certainly have a big enough menu. And like I say, if you've been there that long, you must have figured something out. So we are going to try Old Rail soon. I am inspired by our visit to the lake house yesterday and how wonderful it was that I need to, we need to go down to Mandeville more often. We pretty much stay within a couple mile radius of where we live up in Covington, but there's a lot of good stuff down in Mandeville too. So we go, we go to Covington, we go to Madisonville, but we don't really go to Mandeville very much. Did you say something, Tony? Is Steve on the line? John. All right, let's go to John. John. 5569696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Hi, John. Is this, oh, Sean. Is this, okay. Sean, yeah. Sean. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Hi, Sean. Hey, I'm the first caller. <laughs> you are the first caller. You know, for a long well, time, there was a uh, competition on the food show to be the first caller. Are you aware of that? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and we loved the first caller. Well, the first caller for a long time was a guy named Peter. And uh, then Peter sort of disappeared. And then Greg became the gourmet first caller. And for a long time, uh -huh. I was convinced that, that Greg was Peter. But, <laughs> but it's been proven that Greg is not Peter. I mean, I was, uh -huh. I was at the point of having one of those um, uh, voice recognition things to, to prove that Greg was Peter. But, but Greg is, uh, he does call every now and then. He's not the first caller. So, Sean, if you would like to step into that role, I'd love it. Well, for today, for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, this is interesting because uh, it's been a long time since I called into the show. Mm -hmm. And it's great that you're there in Tom's place today. Uh, I don't know why, but, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long, long time. I used to have a chow number. Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time. I think it the is a long time, time I ever heard Tom's <clears throat> show was 1988. Oh, yes. And, yes. Oh, yeah, it's been a long yes. time. Yes. Well, um, I am not here today. I am here now. You're here. Um, yes. And, <laughs> and the, reason, the reason why is not going to make you happy, but there is an explanation if you go to the podcast from March 10th. No, May 10th. Is it March 10th? I think it's March 10th. It's March 10th. Uh, but yeah. Tom is, um, is in a cognitive decline. And... Um, uh. Yes, and so I have been with him on the show since April of 19, and then, um, and then alone pretty much since about February of um, 
of this year. And Sean, I'm so alone that I have to ask you to go ahead and start what you're going to say so that I can get up and let the dog out so that sure. he'll not bark while you're talking. Okay? So whistle or sing or just talk. I'll okay. be right back in two minutes. Two seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I'm sorry I missed Tom's, uh, you know, the the events of his recent years. Is he talking? I've been looking. Are you talking? Sean? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I missed it. Refresh. Uh, go ahead and, and repeat what you said. I'm sorry. Well, it was only two seconds. I had about 10 feet to go. I'm really glad that you, the baton has been passed and you're continuing the tradition. Uh, Thank you. It, this is news to me because I've been... I've been so busy with, you know, my life that right. uh, I, I think about Tom and the show from time to time. And I, uh, a couple of years ago, I couldn't find it. And, you know, now that I found the new radio station, um, I thought I should call in today. Just I just happened to have a perfect moment today. I'm so glad. And, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I think about him from time to time and his show has been such a great part of, you know, New Orleans. For it's a so public long. service, yes. Really, and mm -hmm. it's it's like a celebration. It um, is. And it and is. food, food is such a fundamental thing in human yes, life. And, it is. And and it, you know, a lot of things come together with food, like uh, family and yes. uh, relationships and. And all of human culture, really, sure. M music mm. and arts and everything. Uh, and I, I've always appreciated, you know, Tom's show because there's so much that comes together. It's not just about food. It's about human humanity. And I just thought I had this moment I would call in and, and find out how things are going. And I thought it's such a beautiful thing that, that you're continuing the show. Well, you know, Sean, I am really delighted that you called for all of those reasons, but I'm really, really delighted that you called because you found it again, because yeah. I actually think that you will like the new version of the food show. The old mm -hmm. version of the food show under Tom, and this is what I said in the March 10th explanation of it was the right time to make a statement. Mm. And essentially the statement was, and this one will be a lot less emo emotional because that was a particularly emotional day. So I am a broadcaster. That is, that's what I do. I'm a broadcaster. Yeah. In fact, as Tom has said, I hired Tom years ago. So You're that's what I do. <clears throat> I am yeah. not nearly, nearly as passionate about food as Tom is. And I am not yeah. a gourmet, but I do know a lot about food from having hung out with Tom for this many years. So mm -hmm. the food show primarily before was strictly focused on, on restaurants and where to find this and, you know, right. what you thought of that and where should I go for this? I can still do a lot of that. I can. But yeah. the show is now more focused on the kinds of things that you just talked about. I am a closet sociologist, okay? Uh, 
And I am really intrigued by what you said about how food is the impetus for social interaction among peoples. Yeah. And that's not, you know, we're not going to do only sociology, but this food show is evolving. It will be different. It must be different. There's only one Tom. Mm -hmm. And, and so I am carrying the torch because people have begged me to do that. And I like doing it. I am a broadcaster at heart, so I'm having fun doing the show. But we still focus, and the show is, I, you know, when we left the other place, what's happened to the food show has been sort of a steady trajectory down over the last, say, six years. Tom was moved to the HD format over at the big mothership, and then a lot of people went away because they couldn't listen in the car. And then we yeah. brought it back to the AM format so that people can listen both online and in their car. And so we're sort of rebuilding again. But it is a new show. It has the food show. It's the, I call it the Tom Fitzmorris food show because I aim to continue his legacy and yeah. to, to uh, direct people to his 50-year body of work you know, through our website and also the yeah. almanac that he has meticulously compiled for the last 50 years. It's just a fun little thing connecting food facts, but we use it as a blueprint for the show. So this show, this new food show, is about the pleasure of smelling strawberries as mm -hmm. they're sitting on your counter. It's about mm -hmm. uh, the pleasure of um, a, a tomato dripping down your arm, you know, the Creole yeah. tomato that's going to drip down your arm while you're eating it over the sink. It's about bread right. baking in the oven. But it's not about, hey, Tom, I'm going to take my girlfriend to such and such because I don't have that body of knowledge. I have a lot of it but I don't have yeah. that encyclopedic knowledge that Tom does. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, that's in a vault now. And so yeah. all we have is what has been written. And so I even said this just yesterday. It's a food community that has a leader, but what's that song? Um, the leader of the band is tired. Okay, so we're mm -hmm. marching on as a collective unit the assembly of people who love food that Tom has meticulously over the years oh, yeah. brought together. And so if someone calls up and asks me a question I don't know the answer to, someone else will call, and that's really? how we're going to go forward. Okay? Good. Yeah, there's a whole community or family that's right. of, of that's listeners. Right. Of enthusiastic oh, diners. And so kudos to Tom for starting it all off. It's really? a unique thing and it's unfortunate it's not all over the country because people love to eat everywhere, you know? They do. Yeah. So, are you in town still? I live next next to Bayou Liberty. Oh, okay, so I've you're always, in Slidell. Okay. I've been you know what happened the, yesterday? We <laughs> we tried to go to Nathan's and oh, um, yeah. And Nathan's is a wonderful restaurant, but we forget about it because it's invisible, you know? Yeah. So we get to Nathan's finally, and Bayou Bonfuca has exploded its banks, and we couldn't go after driving all the way there. Oh, yeah, the water's high. Oh, it's, it's going it's down now. Yeah, unbelievable. 
Anyway, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate your call. I am glad it opened the door for me to make that statement again because people probably are scratching their heads. But I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. I'm in the Tom Fitzmorris chair. That's where I will remain as we press on. Thank you. Okay, appreciate the call. Thanks. All right, very lengthy uh, dissertation there. We're going to take a break and be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls, and the food is very good, casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Okie dokie. Fair enough. Five five six nine six nine six. Let's see. We went to Mandeville today, and I discovered that uh, I need to try Old Rail. I also discovered, actually someone told me this, um, that uh, Geo's Villa Vonkery is back open again. There are two Italian restaurants in Mandeville, which are, it's kind of interesting. This is one of those philosophical things. <laughs> I hope Sean is still listening. I feel like, and I, I know this is true on the South Shore too, but based on what I just said, we're not on the South Shore nearly as much as we used to be. And you just get locked into a place and that's where you live and you don't really think a lot about things like this far away. And I probably can think about this at the next break, but basically what I'm gonna say, and I think if you live on the South Shore, you will probably have thoughts like this about places that you are familiar with. But the steakhouse scene on the North Shore is comprised of the Gallagher operations and Keith Young's. And Desi Vega has now entered the scene, but I don't really consider him part of this. Desi Vega is an outlier. And the reason he's an outlier is that he is a New Orleans steakhouse with the hipness to match. And Keith and Pat Gallagher are all about the North Shore and what it represents. And people on the North Shore will understand what I'm saying. People on the South Shore will be scratching their heads. But I feel like you're either a Keith Young person or a Pat Gallagher place, a person. Both are delicious, but you're kind of one camp or the other. You're a regular at one and not so much at the other. We are a regular at Keith Young's, but we also go to Pat Gallagher's and love it when we're there. The same is true of these two Italian places in Mandeville. Leonardo's Trattoria is just, um, it, it's, it's a cult. It's got a cult following. The guy is from Italy. 
and he is really, really popular in a teeny tiny little space, a totally obscure location overshadowed by Medvet in a strip mall. He has managed to storm onto the scene in Mandeville if you're looking for Italian food. Prior to that, Gio's Villa Vancari was another Italian guy who had a cult following too. Now, Gio's closed, I want to say, six months ago, maybe. And then he's reopened again because he moved, he's moved several times. But he's from Italy. This is a great story. I, I love this about life. And this goes back to my philosophical, sociological bent. I love it that a person can all of a sudden completely change their life on a dime. There it is. Uh, I love the story of the proprietors of Antoine's. Rick Blunt goes to fish in Cabo San Lucas. He meets Lisa, who's a wine salesperson from Seattle. They get married, and she's now one of the proprietors of Antoine's. Bam. Total change of life. Gio was visiting Mandeville from Italy. And he met a lot of nice people and opened a restaurant and has been living in Mandeville for, I think, 14 years. It was like right after Katrina. He has loved his life in Mandeville and then decided to close the restaurant during COVID. His kids were in Italy. I think London, maybe. His kids are in London. And he moved back across the pond. And then I heard that he's back, so we have to go visit him. But uh, he's back because he couldn't find anybody to buy the restaurant. So if somebody's looking for a space in Mandeville to open a restaurant, buy Gio's place so he can go back with his kids in London. But I just love that story. You, you visit a place and you go, okay, I'm going to move here. And then, bam, you live there. And that's just, I don't have that much courage, but I think it's really cool to hear stories about people who do. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We're getting way off the subject of food. But uh, like Sean said, food is uh, just inexorably tied to uh, life, humanity, people, and your day-to-day -day life. So, you know, it's worth mentioning. So we have to go back to Gio's Villa Vancari, and we have to go back to uh, the old rail. And that is uh, the new list of places that we have to go when we don't want to go far. And when we do want to go farther, we have to go back to Nathan's and then across the lake. I definitely have to go do some eating across the lake. 5569696, the Greek philosopher Plato was born today in 427 B.C. His theories about the ultimate expression of a state of being gave rise to Richard Collins' expression, platonic dish. In his New Orleans underground gourmet, the city's first critical restaurant guide in the 1970s. The term was so original, it is still used often by people who have no idea where it came from. Some of the dishes he deemed platonic were oysters Rockefeller at Antoine's, 
Shrimp remoulade at Galatoire's, crab meat St. Francis at LaRuth's, and eggs hussard at Brennan's. Michael75 likes to use the word platonic dish. And I always can't get past the idea of what platonic means, generally speaking, in the lexicon. But um, I, I hear it enough that I have to have to I try and ask Tom what it's about. We have a guest today. We are going to be incorporating more guests into the show. We have our regulars on Wednesday. We have um, Stan Meadows, who calls in to talk about his experiences on the road. You know, Tom's uh, music instructor had a camper in her driveway today, and I asked about it, and she said that she had just purchased it and that the family would be taking it to Yellowstone starting next week. And I thought, and I said, what made you do that? And she said, I don't know, I just wanted to do it. So they've been enjoying it, and I'm thinking, I'm being left behind by the RV craze. It wasn't a big, it was a camper that you pull behind your car. But um, this getting on the road, I guess the campgrounds of America are going to be exploding this summer. I'm anxious to hear. I might have her call in. Anyway, on Wednesdays, we have Stan Meadows, who is doing that. He's in his luxury motorhome, and he calls in to give us reports from the wide open spaces and the fruited plain of America. And on Thursday, of course, we have Nicole Dorgnack, who tells us everything that is happening on the grocery store shelves. And so we often also we have Gunter Preuss come on to talk about things from time to time. So today we have Andrew Doyle, who did a rather unusual experiment on pizza in New York City, and he's gonna tell us all about it at three o'clock. It is time for the news, 2.30, Louisiana Radio Network, we'll be back. This is a 30 million buyout program for a Calcasieu Parish neighborhood. Police jury president Brian Absher says the funds will be used to purchase homes at fair market value in the Greenwich Terrace neighborhood of Lake Charles. The neighborhood itself has experienced flooding on three separate occasions, disastrous flooding, back in Hurricane Harvey, again with Hurricane Delta, and then now this past week with the uh, record floods. The neighborhood has approximately 300 homes and the buyout program is optional. Senator Bill Cassidy toured parts of Lake Charles this morning. As for helping southwest Louisiana get more federal assistance, Governor Edwards has requested an additional $3 billion for the area and Cassidy says he's meeting again with key decision makers in the Biden administration. I'm hoping that we can get, get this through within uh, the next few weeks. But again, there's no guarantee on that except the guarantee that we're working hard. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. Summer's just around the corner, and the deals on John Deere tractor packages are heating up at Sunshine. For a limited time, our 1025R tractor package comes equipped with a 1025R tractor, loader, rotary cutter, and trailer starting at just $199 a month. You'll only find deals this good when you get powered by Sunshine. Learn about our extended warranty options and apply for financing online at sunequip.com. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends August 3rd, 2021. All across Louisiana. More and more residents are able to get the FDA-authorized two-dose vaccine for COVID-19. It tested nearly 95% effective in clinical trials with more than 70,000 patients. So if you're ready to attend sporting events again, greet everyone with hugs and handshakes again, and just get life back to normal, again. Join the rest of Louisiana and go sleeves up to help end the pandemic. 
Get the facts at covidvaccine.la.gov or call 211. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one of a kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge Friday, May 21st, it's Jack Eckert, and on May 28th, the 101 Runners. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. It is true enough and we have Steve on the line. Steve, do you think Sean is going to um, try to become the first caller? <laughs> I didn't hear the beginning of the show. Oh, you so didn't? I, okay. No <laughs> I was, I, well, actually, I did another one of those dissertations on why I'm doing the show. <clears throat> oh, okay. But it was prompted by the first caller whose name was Sean, who hasn't called in many, many years. Uh-huh. And I told him the saga of the first caller. And so I, I told him that he could be the new first caller. But, you know, I just don't think he's going to apply for the job. That's did you hear me? Did you hear me put out a call to you? No, I didn't. Oh my goodness! All I right. So then, why are you calling? Why are you calling? Because I thought you were calling in response to my plea that you call. No, I called to give you encouragement on your not being sure about the RV thing. We owned one, and I took two trips in it with my wife. Long weekend trips. And told her it was hers now. And she liked it for a few years and finally got tired of it. And they're expensive. They're a lot of work. And uh, I didn't like it. There's a joke in RV prominence of no matter how big your RV is, when they say how many will it sleep, the answer is two. But... (laughs) Because they're crowded, you know. We had friends that had a 40-foot that both sides slid out. So when it was fully deployed, it was like 40 by 18 feet. So that's a pretty big room, you know. Yeah. But it still sleeps, too. You know, it's uh, – so I did not like it. I was – you know, it was one of the – they say the happiest days in a boat owner's life is the day you buy it, the day you sell it. Well, I wasn't real happy buying it, but I was a whole lot happier the day we sold it. So, Well, you know, that would be true of me. I mean, I feel like even though I'm being lured, uh, you know, by the, the stories of the RV life, yeah, I know that obviously it's not. A lot of people like it, you know. What yeah, I, would say yeah, I is, mean. What I'd say is rent it. Rent one. You can rent them. And they're yeah. not real expensive to rent and uh-huh. go take a, 
you know, a three or four week trip before you think about buying one because. Uh, Absolutely. There is no way I would plunk down the money right away for something. I think that the, the music teacher must have just known someone who was looking to get rid of one and probably got it for, you know, a steal. But, um, yeah. it, and it's not one that it's not like the, it's the, the camper thing that you pull behind and then it pops up that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just, when we, you know, my niece though, my niece is 31 years old and her husband is 33 and they are hooked. They are yeah. hooked. Well, obviously a lot of people do, you know, my, my, yeah. my cousin, when we were getting ready to buy ours, I called him to get some, you know, they own one and they own one for years and they travel a lot and get a real nice one now. And I was, I asked him and he says, if you're calling for me to give you information to talk Susan out of it, I'm not the person to do that. <laughs> he says, but if you're calling for information, and one of the things he said is people think it's a cheaper way to travel, not having to pay hotel expenses. Don't don't kid yourself, you know, because mm -hmm. they're very. No, I think it's just I think it's just a lifestyle choice, you sure. know. It's like absolutely. I mean, I like absolutely. my five star hotels. I, I I will tell you that right now. I used to I used to live at the Grand Canyon. I lived at the Grand Canyon for like a year and a half in a TP. So maybe I got what? I'm sorry, but in a TP or in a hotel? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked for Grand Canyon National Park Lodges, right. and I lived right. in their company housing, which was very rustic. Yeah. And that's when I got all of my camping out of my system. Out of system. your system, yeah. You know, I was also a camp counselor when I was younger, and... Uh, and so I've done that, and I I've decided it's much better to be in a five star hotel. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't well, need I don't, to I don't do that. Five, I don't go for five star, but I go for you know I'd rather be in a hotel and let the hotel people clean it up in the yeah and, you know yeah and to be comfortable. But I mean yeah. you know to each his own. It's like you yeah, know yeah, I uh, and also absolutely. we live in the country. We sort of camp out here. Uh, that's our life, you know. I mean we'll yeah. walk into the kitchen there'll be a, a centipede on the floor, you know. Well, and, it's not a really and, like, you know, comparison to having a coyote or a wolf in your kitchen. Well, but, you I know. I think we have that too. I mean, I I oh, had sure something out on the deck. I saw a possum out there. What? Oh, we, I was going to say, I'm sure you have some coyotes around, you know. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Not too far from your house. Uh, I'm sure we, we do. We have possums yeah. and raccoons here yeah. where I am, and I'm in, you know, virtual Mandeville. So what you, what yeah. you call, would you beg me to call you for? Okay, so here's why I call, here's why I was calling you. I, I wanted, I, paging, paging Steve. Uh -huh. I was, uh, Tom took his singing lesson today uh -huh. in, in Mandeville. Right. And. And I have been taking off on my bike at the lakefront while he's doing that. Okay. And so you couldn't ride on the lakefront today because it's all flooded. So yeah. I was, you know, sort of off the lakefront, but still in that old Mandeville area. And I passed Old Rail. And I got a uh -huh. sniff of smoking meat. And I thought, What? I didn't know that they were smoking meats. Did you know yes. that they smoked meats? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so here's what I said, Steve. You'll be happy to know okay. that I've, I have decided that I have banished the old rail from my life long enough 
That in seven years, they've obviously gotten something together in order to be around seven years. So it is time for us to go back and see what the old rail is about. Well, the three times that I have been, uh, they had nice crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, and this and one was on a Sunday at five o'clock, and we had we got the last reservation. Mm. Reservations so at Old Rail. What? But is this world coming to? Yeah, I thought and you were a regular there. You made it sound like you were a regular there. No, You've no, only no, been three the, times. The, the, okay. the time I called you was the first time I had been there. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, you know, like I said, we've been three times now, and it's. You know, I'm going to put it in the the, uh, 90%. Oh, it's definitely in the 90%. But I'm going to say, you know, the 80 to 90%. Really? It's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's, I am a beer drinker. Okay. And when I say I'm a beer drinker, if I'm going to drink a beer, I might have two. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm, you know. Definitely not, you know, a bear drinker, right, you right. know. But right. uh, I think their beers very good. Okay. You know. Well, I so, mean, I think that's probably what kept them afloat in the early years. It could I be. mean, I maybe they've gotten it together with the food, but <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I, their, I have to their, go back. Their and food see. was was worth it. Don't get the chicken andouille gumbo. I was not impressed. It, okay. But I am not impressed with most chicken andouille okay. gumbos. My wife okay. makes it better. So. All right. Well, I am going to try their barbecue, their smoked meats, because, like I yeah. said, I love I love that. But and yeah. I, I don't know if you can't do that right. You well, know, obviously there's some people that can't. So well, we'll so we'll anyway, see. But I don't think that you and I are exactly simpatico on what we like. So no, it'll I be agree. kind of. It'll be interesting uh, to see. Anyway, I agree. Um, later. Did, did you know that? Did you know that Geo's Villavancari is back? No. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah. not. In the yeah, he place. wasn't able to sell the restaurant, so he's back working there. Okay. Which I is too bad. Was... I wish somebody would buy it so he could go with his kids in London, you know? Yeah, I am not a real big Italian food fan. Oh, okay. I think, and it's not that I don't like it. I'm just one of these people that I think uh, if if you're a good cook, you can cook Italian food at home just about as good as you can get out. Okay. My you know my but, charge for someone to make a true cacio a pepe stands. Well you're you know now you're asking for something real, you know, avant garde and, you know, bizarre there. <laughs> So. Well, it's not avant-garde and it's not bizarre, but it is really authentic. And yeah. I think that you have to be a Roman to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm talking, you know, lasagna, ravioli, yeah. spaghetti, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the that kind of stuff. I thought his lasagna was good, but I've had... Well, he had a cult following. Wouldn't you say it's kind of cultish? Oh uh, well, I've only I only went there like three times, also. Yeah, it's so it's really, kind of cultish. But like I said, you know, I think that there was, are two. I'm sorry, go ahead. He, he was incredibly nice. He yes, was, he is. He's, you know the yes. the uh, we went on my birthday, and you know he found out. I guess my wife might have told him, but you know he gave us 
two cannolis at the end of the meal that were just outstanding. The food was very good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just I'm I'm not going to go eat. Steakhouses and Italian restaurants are not on the top of my list of places to go out to eat. Okay. Noted. So, <laughs> like, all right. So if you ever ask me out to eat, you know, don't make it one of those two, okay? You know promise. in advance. Okay. I promise. All right. Take care, Steve. Thank Later. you. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're just hanging out, you know, just talking about food. That's what we do. That's what Tom's been doing for 33 years. Come this July 18th, we are now in our second year at WGSO, which is absolutely mind-bending. I was talking to my sister today who's been in North Carolina for two weeks, and it seems like just yesterday that she told me she had arrived. So um, time does move quickly. It is sunny all of a sudden outside. Let's see how long that lasts. I don't know what it's like on the South Shore. What's it like over there, Tony? Is it... uh, is it pretty? Oh, it's a pretty nice day. It looks like it might rain, but say la vie. That's what happens when you live in New Orleans, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. But, you know, it is. it has been rather relentless, I have to say, which is a little wearing on me. But anyway. All right. We have Andrew Doyle coming up to talk about pizza. He, I started to say he has been on a, he's back now, but he was, I think, three months up in New York just eating pizza. And I am intrigued to hear what he has come up with as places that we should try, assuming we get back to New York at some point. 556-9696 is the number. Give me a call after these messages. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Yes, yes, yes. Yesterday, we didn't get to much of the uh, almanac because we had a busy show. And uh, there are a couple of things I wanted to mention before we get into today's almanac. But yesterday, Edward Buchner, who won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1907, was born yesterday on 18, in 1860. He discovered the mechanism by which yeast cells break down carbohydrates, namely by producing enzymes that did the job. This is an essential process for winemakers, bakers, and brewers, among, among many other producers of food and drink. I wonder if that's the same thing, because I'm not a scientist, that um, makes carbohydrates become sugar, as it absolutely does, and that's why you're not supposed to eat carbs on a diet, but 
it's really hard, especially if you're out writing about food. Words to drink by comedian George Goebel, born again yesterday in 1919. He's never been drunk, but he's often been overserved. <laughs> you know, I think that's actually very true. I know that Tom broke his ankle many years ago, actually 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And it was uh, from having had too many drinks and um, also not eating anything all day. But uh, I think that he just was there. And when the drink got empty, he had another one. That's it. Jacques Prevert, a French poet, said, an orange on the table, your dress on the rug, and you in my bed, sweet present of the present, cool of night, warmth of my life. Sometimes when I start reading these, I get halfway through and I realize, boy, I wish I hadn't started reading that. That would be one of those. We talked, I'm going through, I'm looking through the papers that I have here from yesterday's before I get into today. Today in 1923, Delmonico opened in New York City. Okay, let's see. No, it didn't open, it closed. Today in 1923, Delmonico restaurant in New York City closed. It is regarded as the first modern restaurant in America, opening almost a century earlier. Prohibition was blamed for its demise. Delmonico was the kind of place one went for the most lavish of meals with celebratory quantities of wine and spirits. It just didn't seem right without the beverages. But styles were changing too. Delmonico's and the Jazz Age didn't really fit together. It would later reopen, close, and reopen again. Its intermittent past allows Antoine's to claim to be the longest running restaurant in the country. Many restaurants around the country use the Delmonico name when there was no connection at all. We had uh, Delmonico's on St. Charles Avenue in what then became Emerald's Delmonico, which too is closed. I'm gonna have to check and see if the Delmonico's, if Delmonico's is, um, still open in New York, or if, if it's a casualty of COVID. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, here I am, Marianne Fitzmorris, sitting in the Tom Fitzmorris chair, keeping it warm. All right, I didn't really want to get into this because it could cause uh, be, be the cause of a lot of calls, which you're probably thinking, what in the world would be wrong with that? We don't have a lot of time is the thing, but I would still like to hear from anyone if you do have a comment on this. Today is National Waiters and Waitresses Day. Tom is very big into service and says that what people care about most is service. And apparently a number of surveys have borne this out. I don't understand it, but... I'm curious if you have a comment about this. One of the four major elements in the restaurant organism, cooks, management, and customers are the others. Service, probably pro service people probably contribute more to the personality and success of a restaurant than any other force. Every survey ever done on the matter has shown that service is more important to restaurant diners than anything else. 
If you want to get better service, make up your mind never to give less than a 20% tip. A server can smell that fact about you and will respond in a way that will be worthy of that gratuity. Now to this, I always say, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Tom also has a theory that iced tea drinkers get poorer service than people who drink. I'm sure that is true, but then if you get poorer service and you tip less because of the poor service, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, I don't drink. I don't drink in a restaurant. I don't drink at home. It is a rare, rare occasion when I have something to drink. I, I just don't care for the taste of alcohol. So if I'm being punished for with, with poor service for that fact, then, you know, that seems a little unfortunate. Um, and I feel like a, a waiter would get what they deserved if I tipped less as a result. We have had this conversation over and over again on the food show, and it goes round and round and round, but I think that there are all kinds of observations being made about customers from waiters and about, about waiters from customers. And I personally don't put that much stake in service unless it's egregiously bad. People go to restaurants for a number of reasons, and this gets back into that philosophical thing that I was talking about with Sean. For Tom, a restaurant experience is fundamentally about what is in front of him on the plate, period. For me, it is much more about the, the, the whole experience, how I feel sitting in a place. And the food also, but not as much. There are places that, you know, before I say this, I have to really think about it. There are places that I would go to that I might not feel completely comfortable in if the food is mind-blowingly good. And I'm going to have to take the rest of the show to think what restaurant would fit into that category because I really am gonna have to scratch my head. I am very much an atmosphere person. Tom is absolutely 100% a food person, but I have never spoken to a person who says, oh, it's about service. I don't care about food. I don't care about the place. All I care about is how I'm being served. Nobody ever says that. So who are these people in the survey saying if service is the most important thing? That can't be true. If you are a diner, what is the most important thing about a restaurant experience to you? If you are a person that, Tom, Tom, if you are a person that is in that group that says service is the most important thing, please give me a call, 556-9696. Would you let the dog out, please? I mean, let the dog in. He's, in, he's outside. He's outside? Uh-huh, yeah, just let, him, just let him in at that door right there. Uh-huh. He's trying to come in desperately. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. You know, this is what happens when you work at home. You just, <laughs> if you happen to be doing a radio show and you're by yourself, except Tom is helping me right now, you just have to, uh, you know, let it all hang out. That's it. It's just, it's all out there. If you are, um, <laughs> if you are working at home and you're not doing a radio show, 
uh, you still might have to do that, but at least it's only one other person that you might be on a conference call with um, who sees that. But in this case, it's a lot of people. But, I mean, I hope it's a lot of people. You think it's a lot of people? Five five six nine six nine six. All right, Andrew Doyle is coming up to talk to us about pizza. If you are a pizza fanatic as I am, you would love, I'm sure, love to hear what he has to say. I hope that he'll take calls. I don't know. I didn't ask him if he would take calls. I'm sure he'll be okay with that. But I uh, will have my own questions for him for sure. And I'm very excited about this interview because to me, let me think about this before I say it, but I kind of think that if I had to live the rest of my life eating only one thing, it would be pizza. Now, if it's not a good pizza, that could complicate things. But it's hard to find, or at least I think it's hard to find, a bad New York-style pizza. Let's see if Andrew is going to validate that claim. Oh, he is. Good. Good. Well, we'll get him we'll get him to tease his own segment then if he's already on hold. So, let's put him on for just a minute or two. Andrew, are you there? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Hey. We're going to we're just going to promote your segment which is coming up at 3 since you're on hold. It's okay. is it just very quick question for you. Is it hard to find a bad pizza? In general or in New York? In general. Yes. Wait, okay. no, I'm sorry. No, it is not hard to find a bad pizza. Really? Really? Okay, so you live here though, right? Yes, I live in Mandeville now, but I'm from Metairie originally. Okay. So our pizzas, well, let's go real quick through the, your favorite pizzas here before we get into the New York experiment. What are your favorite okay. pizzas here? So if I'm going New York style, it would be Pizza Delicious. Mm -hmm. um, and then recently NOLA Brewery opened NOLA Pizza Company, and mm -hmm. I was really impressed with their uh, slices. Mm -hmm. um, full transparency, I'm like a a purist so my favorite pizza of all time is just cheese okay okay I, I do like the more interesting flavors and stuff that they do with like dominica for example like with the neapolitan style um so pizza day and nola are my two favorites for new york and then dominica dominica and ancora on ferret are my favorite for like the neapolitan okay. uh, more italian i've been calling it italian yeah. but neapolitan is exactly what i ought to be calling it okay so what do you think about slice the uh so the company that wands is part of slice the place like yes. pizza yeah mm -hmm. um i haven't been there in a few years but i used to eat there a lot when i lived in new orleans before i moved to new york for a year and, oh so you were there um, for a whole it. year okay okay yeah i lived in queens from uh, July of 2019 until August of 2020. Okay. I think Slice is, you know, I would have to have the two side by side, but I think Slice is my favorite New York style pizza. Would you call Slice okay. a New York style pizza? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would too. Okay. We are going to put you back on hold 
and come back to you at 3 o'clock after the top of the hour news, which is coming up on the Louisiana Radio Network. Andrew Doyle is with us, and we'll be talking about his year. I thought it was three months. His year experiment in New York eating pizza. 3 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back after the news. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. South Korean President Moon is at the White House for a day of meetings and events. Moon meeting with Vice President Harris's office for the bilateral meetings. He's then set to meet with President Biden, and later the two leaders are set to hold a joint news conference in the East Room. President Biden also awarding a U.S.-Korean War veteran with a Medal of Honor. I'm humbled to have you here today. I really am, along with your loving family, and uh, to award you the Medal of Honor. Retired Colonel Ralph Puckett Jr. was awarded that Medal of Honor for conspicuous gallantry in combat. Kyle Rittenhouse, the man who allegedly killed two rioters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, made his first appearance in court on Friday. He'll go to trial November 1st. Rittenhouse claims the rioters were killed in self-defense. He's been out of jail on $2 million bail. And you're listening to USA Radio News. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long-distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Our homegrown small business tries to help people just like us. That's why we design and test our handmade products with great care before we introduce them to the public. You can easily find Sunny Bay heating pads on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Sunny Bay heating pads. 150 missing kids were found by U.S. Marshals and local police officers in North Carolina. Lance Pry has the story from the USA Radio News West Coast News Bureau. More than 150 missing children have been found in North Carolina, a few of whom were victims of human trafficking, according to police. On Wednesday, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department announced more than 130 missing runaways and juvenile children were found in an investigation called Operation Carolina Homecoming. The operation, which took place April 26th to May 7th, some of these children have been missing from six months to more than a year, and most were around 14 to 18 years of age. Bitcoin's price is falling as China pushes for tighter regulation of the cryptocurrency. China's vice premier calling for a crackdown on Bitcoin mining and trading behavior to protect the financial system. The price of the digital asset is now down below $38,000. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The attorney representing the family of Ashley Babbitt, the woman shot and killed by U.S. Capitol Police during the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, 
plans to sue the agency for more than $10 million and has already put officials on notice, demanding accountability for the slain Air Force veteran. Attorney Terrell Roberts is taking issue with members of Congress who oversee the Capitol Police but have not demanded transparency when it comes to the January 6th shooting. Republican Congress... Some rains possibly yet tonight and throughout the day tomorrow. Scattered showers and a thunderstorm. Rains could be heavy. The early morning low 70s tomorrow to a high of the low to mid 80s. With clouds and scattered activity yet. Diminishing chances through the day tomorrow. Tomorrow night clearing out. Early patch to fog Saturday. Followed by sunshine in the afternoon high low to mid 80s. Sunny again on Sunday. The highs in the middle 80s. Warm to hot early next week with highs under sunshine into the upper 80s to near 90. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Second hour of the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. I'm not Tom Fitzmorris. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. But I would love to talk food with you, as has been done with Tom for 33 years. We have with us on the phone today Andrew Doyle, who decided to go to New York and eat pizza, which I love. What? Who would love to do that? You know that you've heard that expression, Andrew. It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. In, in this uh-huh. case, yes, no one had to do it, but you decided to do it. So why did you decide to do that? Well, let me give a little backstory. So I didn't actually move to New York just to eat pizza, although oh, okay. I <laughs> much of my time doing uh, uh-huh. my fiance at the time, but now wife, got a job teaching in a Title I school in Queens uh-huh. with a temporary one-year contract, and I worked remotely, so we decided to just go for it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so most of my time that I had free, I would ride the subway to different parts of the city and kind of scope out the pizza scene or whatever. What year was this? This was in... 2019 to last August 2020. So half of our time there was the pandemic. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So you didn't have a whole year of eating pizza. Okay. So uh, you were way. living in Queens and you just started riding the subway t- to eat pizza. Yeah. So that- oh. I also skateboard a lot in my free time and there's lots of skate parks all over the city. So I would go on my phone and kind of map out a skate park to go check out and then when I was done I'd be starving and I would look in the area for um, pizza places around and just would try different places and then we'd go mm-hmm. online and look for reviews and it became clear to me that there was kind of this hierarchy in New York of uh, you know places that are a dime a dozen and then there's like the local neighborhood spot that kind of every neighborhood has and then there's these gems for each borough that there's maybe only like two or three of, 
that people will travel from like the Upper East Side all the way to the Lower mm. East Side to get a slice of pizza from these types of places. So hmm. there's kind of like the royalty. It's similar to how in New Orleans we have like a po' boy scene or a snowball scene. Uh huh. Whoever you ask, everyone has their favorite place. Uh huh. You know? Okay. All right. So let's start at the top of the pyramid and and start with the real the real creme de la creme of pizza in New York. Okay. Um, so let's start with Manhattan because, like, that's probably the most recognizable area for people. Mm -hmm. um, John's of Bleecker Street is one of my favorites. Okay, wait, stop right there. I want to ask you: Is John's of? I was going to say, John's on. Um, it's in the theater district. It's on the same. It's like a neighbor of Sardi's, right next door to Sardi's, and also the Russian Tea Room, right in that block. There's John's. Is that the same John's? Because I was going to say that's my favorite. It is not. Oh, okay. Have you been to that one? I have not, but I've heard of it. Okay. And I've, so, I've heard that one's pretty good. Okay. All right. So John's of Bleecker Street. And all right. What is your, let's, let's start with your criteria. What is your criteria for judging a pizza? So if it's a New York style, I'm looking for like a crust that's crispy and charred on the outside, but mm -hmm. kind of has like a flexibility to it still. So it's not like a cracker. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to fold it in half, but you don't want it to be inaudible when you bite into it, if that makes sense. So when and you fold your pizza, do you fold it lengthwise or do you flip it over and make it sort of a, a turnover? I just fold it in on itself so the crust is facing out on each side just so it's easier to eat because a lot of these mm -hmm. places it's not table service so you're standing up. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. John's actually is, they don't sell by the slice, it's pies only and you have to get a table. Mm -hmm. So they're a bit okay. unique in that regard, especially for Manhattan. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's your number one, is that right? Yeah. In Manhattan. Right. All right. Okay. Now, caveat though. More confusingly, just down the street, like three blocks from John's of Bleecker, is Joe's Pizza, which I think is the best straight-up slice in Manhattan. Um, okay. But that is a little, that's a gas oven that they use. John's and Patsy's in Harlem are the only two pizzerias in New York that still use a coal-fired oven. And that's no longer allowed by code for them to do that, but they've been grandfathered in because they've been yeah, working for uh -huh. so long. I see. All right, so is Patsy's in Harlem related in any way to Patsy's in, uh, on the west side, the Italian restaurant? Um, I can't answer that, but I can tell you that there are numerous Patsy's throughout the city now, but the one okay. in Harlem is the original location. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Who else is good? Um, so those are kind of like the top for me in Manhattan. So oh, John's, wow. Joe's, and Patsy's are my so three just favorites. three. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's, there's also like Scar's Pizza on Orchid Street near Chinatown in the Lower mm -hmm. East Side. They're really great. Um, they have a piece on that, on their restaurant on YouTube, on Vice's channel. That was really great. And uh, they do a lot of from the ground up building of their dough to try to make it as easy on your stomach as they can with the gluten and stuff like that. So that's really interesting what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, like okay. this top of the pyramid, it's it's really like three to four per borough. Okay. Um, okay. And then like Brooklyn's like a whole other uh, animal. It's worth mentioning that Polly G's is one of my favorites in Brooklyn, and they actually just opened a Polly G's slice shop on Julia Street this past week in New Orleans. So. Yes. Are they affiliated? Is is that? Yeah, it's the same exact. It is. The, the okay. owner, the guy who founded it came down and is training the staff there himself. I see. Okay. All right. So uh, what, what about Grimaldi's? Is that just um, yep. one of those institutions that's not, is, is that no, Queens? No, that's Brooklyn, isn't it? That's Brooklyn. And uh, it's right under the Brooklyn Bridge. There's Juliana's. Yeah. Grimaldi's and Ignacio's are all on a straight line, right at, um, it's more like Brooklyn Heights. It's not quite Dumbo, which right. is the neighborhood right, right. next to that. But right. um, the original Grimaldi's is still pretty legit. It's good. Okay. Um, I personally like Ignacio's the best of those three, but they also uh -huh. charge four fifty per slice, which is kind of crazy for a slice uh -huh. of cheese pizza. Okay. Um, what is the going rate Patsy's for a slice is, of cheese pizza? Yeah, so Patsy's is two dollars a slice. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Joe's I think is two seventy five or three dollars. Okay. So I didn't... north of four dollars is pretty rare to find. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in Brooklyn, I, I you know I diverted you from your path by mentioning Grimaldi. So what are your forget those three if those are not at your top tier? What else? What's in your top tier in Brooklyn? I'm gonna put Ignacio's in there because its location is so great. Brooklyn is mm -hmm. enormous. Mm -hmm. um, so like Greenpoint, where Pauly G's is, is. Um, pretty far from like the Brooklyn Bridge and where most people would go in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And it's not accessible by subway very easily. There's only one subway line that goes to Greenpoint. Mm -hmm. um, so Ignacio's is great because of its accessibility. Mm -hmm. But I think the king of Brooklyn pizza is probably DeFara. But you're talking about a pilgrimage to get to this place for most people visiting New York. So it's in a neighborhood called Midwood. Mm -hmm. which is almost as far down to Coney Island mm -hmm. in kind of the middle of just a neighborhood that has no landmarks that any tourists would ever be looking mm -hmm. for. Um, but it's a family-owned hole in the wall that I think the grandfather still makes the pizza. He's in there, and they, they basically are not in a hurry to sell food. So to go in and get a pie, you're looking at standing there waiting in line for an hour. Is it pies um, or slices or both? They do both. And uh -huh. their regular New York style pies are amazing, but the real treat there is the uh, grandma pie or the Sicilian square is fantastic. So, is it is it a Neapolitan Italian pie or is it New York? The regular is a New York style. Okay. Okay. But the it, the square is what's called Sicilian, which is another type of New York pizza, which is a really thin but ultra crispy pan pizza mm, i see but okay. don't picture like a domino's thin crust level crispy it's it still has some air in it mm -hmm. okay so it's more like a focaccia bread that has pizza toppings on it yeah i'm not a fan of that we had a place here Did, were you here for banchi no when when banchi was here it was 
it was uh, sold Altalio, which um, you don't see very much in this country. And um, it was a crust that I would call more of a focaccia. It was an Italian pie. Mm -hmm. And they had okay. a they had a place in Rome and then one in Chicago. And I think this was their third location. It was short-lived, which is too bad because it, it came right you know, before COVID hit. And so, uh, you know, it was one of the first casualties of COVID. But I mm -hmm. wonder if it would have made it anyway after the rush of newness wore off because it was, like I said, first of all, sold in an unusual way. And mm -hmm. the crust was was odd. I like I like the thin New York style crust. Okay, so go to the other well, you know, what, let's take a break. We'll take a break and we'll come back with Andrew Doyle who ate a lot of pizza in New York and is sharing his experiences with us. I mean, I'm a pizza fanatic, so I'm really really into this conversation. I want to write these notes down if I should ever get back to New York. 5569696 if you have a question for Andrew Doyle. We'll be back. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manelli, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Who does not like a Gershwin tune is my question, I think, everyone. Let's go to Andrew Doyle again, who is telling us about a really fun adventure, it sounds like, that you had in New York. So he ate, for those of you who are just joining us, he was in New York for a year, and unfortunately half of that year was COVID, but the first part of it was pretty good. He got an opportunity to, to indulge in a passion for pizza, and find all the great New York style places to eat pizza. So he has a couple of them in each borough. He's already told us about Manhattan and a little about Brooklyn. So what other ones, what are the other borough gems? Um, full disclosure, I only went to the Bronx twice and never ate pizza, but there are places up there that I wanted to go to. Um, Staten Island, it's the only far. place that I went that stood out was Joe and Pat's. It was very good. Uh -huh. um, that was pretty comparable to Joe's Pizza. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw out for Queens. I'm going to throw out New Park Pizza just because, uh, again, just like Brooklyn, Queens is really big. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of places in it that people typically won't find themselves in that are visiting New York, other than like, maybe if you go to the U S yeah. open in Flushing, but, uh, yeah. uh -huh. new park pizza is, 
in Howard Beach, which is right by JFK Airport. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking a cab to JFK, you could pay little to no money to make a little detour at New Park, and they have a really good slice, and you can get a whole pie there as well and just bring it to the airport with you. Why not? Okay. Um, But I'm going to go back to Brooklyn because I have three places there besides the FAR that I forgot to mention before, if that's okay. Sure, of course. All right. So Roberta's is excellent. They have a location in L.A. now as well. Uh, but where do you know where what, Roberta's or the one in LA? The one in LA, yeah. I do not know. Okay. Um, but I'm um, I'm told it's just as good as the the location in New York. Okay. But uh, they're kind of like a Neapolitan style, similar to what we have with Pizza Dominica. Um, mm. But much better than Pizza Dominica, in my opinion. I just I, I just feel like. The New York style is so much more to my taste. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this. Do you do you do that? Do you go back and forth, or are I you do. just firmly in the New York camp? I go. I like both. I just I don't try to compare them. To me, they're just different. They are. Like they're very different. A, a New York slice or a Neapolitan pizza is never going to scratch that itch I have for a New York slice. Uh-huh. But there are times where I'm in the mood for something a little bit more fancy or elevated than just a slice of cheese pizza. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I agree. They're totally different animals, but I am much more a New York style. But actually, I like pepperoni on mine but uh, or Italian okay. sausage. But uh, that's about the extent of it. I think that pizza has gotten way too gourmet in general, and I, I don't understand <laughs> that. You know, all right. So, but it is pretty much a perfect food, wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. And it, I think there's a reason that New York is known for pizza. It's the perfect food for that city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can be, you know, falling over in the dead of the summer heat uh-huh. in need of food while you're uh, sightseeing, and you're never uh-huh. more than a hundred feet from a pizza place. Yeah, it's a street food for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so tell me the rest of your Brooklyn, and then I want to get into that second tier of what you're talking about. Okay, so the other two places I have written down are Best Pizza in Williamsburg. Um, Their owner is pretty involved in being on YouTube with uh, Munchies, which is a vice program, and he's been on... Uh, he's been like the assistant to John Taffer on his show. I forgot what it's called, but the, uh, whatever the show where he goes and fixes Bar Rescue. That's the name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, I see. Okay, so I don't even know who you're talking about. So, okay. So, Best Pizza's owner is very out there trying to get his name on the map, but mm-hmm. they do really good work. Uh, they make everything from scratch, like pretty much all these places I've mentioned do, and. Uh, Williamsburg is a good place to name because you'll find yourself there recently. It's a very hip part of Brooklyn. I was about to say, there's something oxymoronic about a simple slice of cheese pizza, New York style, and Williamsburg. Yeah, right. (laughs) But they do it. It's and it's not like four dollars a slice. I think they only charge like two seventy five. I'm surprised by that. I would think for sure if you're going to find a four dollar a slice slice, it's going to be there for sure. Right. All right. So yeah. let's go down to the second tier. 
What what comprises the second tier of pizza? Uh, okay, so I would say there's maybe hundreds of these in each borough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is like the kind of place where if you're in an area, you can pull out your phone and find it. And like, if you're looking at uh, Barstool Sports' one by pizza review thing, these people would be scored in like the 6.5 to 7.4 range or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to knock the socks off, but you're also not going to leave where you're It'll not going to finish itch. the flight. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So like... I lived in Rockaway Beach, which is mm-hmm. on the ocean, and uh, three blocks away, there was this place called Pizza Amore that I would go to. It was right by my subway stop, and I could get two slices of pizza for $5 cash, um, and it was good, but mm-hmm. it wasn't as good as these other places. Mm-hmm. But it was right uh, there. And yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason you dock them down below these like gems is because Sometimes it's inconsistent where depending on what staff member made the pizza, maybe it's undercooked or they didn't put enough sauce. Like every Uh time you go, it's a little bit different. (laughs) It's never exactly Uh what you remember it to be. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But it's not as inconsistent as, say, in Manhattan, there's hundreds of these 99-cent slice places. Oh, are there? Really? Yeah. Where, Where you know, these places... Those kind of places are doing most of their business from like 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> if you catch my drift. And the slices what? are made at 8 p.m. and sit in the window and they're kind uh-huh. of pale white and undercooked on purpose so that when people come in hours later, they can flip uh-huh. it in the oven. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me let me ask you where the the famous Rays falls into this hierarchy now. Uh, they're... I, I mean, I would go there if I was nearby, but I'm not going to travel across the city to go there specifically. How many are there? Many. I don't even know how many. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this. When I was, I didn't really ride the subway as much once the uh, pandemic hit, uh-huh. and I would drive my car into Manhattan when I uh-huh. went. Yeah. And um, I saw them all over. Yeah. Okay. And it's hard to tell if you're seeing the same one over and over yeah. or if they're different, you know. But <laughs> it seems like everywhere I looked, there was one. Yeah. Now, are they all are they all actually part of the same group? Are they franchisees or are they consistent? What's the deal? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I, I, even Joe's Pizza, which uh-huh. I mentioned as one of my favorite places yeah. for a uh-huh. slice in Manhattan, there yeah. are several of those. Uh-huh. And they aren't even all consistent. Okay. So yeah. the one on, um, ooh, I can't remember which street it's on, but it's right where Bleecker Street intersects 6th Avenue mm-hmm. near Washington Square Park is where, I think it's Carmine Street is the original Joe's, and that's the best one. Okay. All right. So over here on the North Shore, someone called in and asked if you could say, because you're from the North Shore, uh, you've already mentioned in locally uh, what mm-hmm. what your favorite pizzas are across the lake. So, um, what about on the North Shore? Hmm. I haven't found a good. <laughs> That's exactly viewer. my reaction. Go ahead. What? The one place I like. That I've been in Covington is Maribo is pretty good, but that's yeah. Neapolitan. That's Neapolitan. Yeah, it is a yeah. good 
Neapolitan pie. It's just like Dominica. I don't know if you know they have a happy hour from three to six and all day on Wednesday where the pizzas are $7 too, which is a steal because it's really good. Um, What about uh, Neely's Pizza? You know that they used to have a New York style and then they... And then they sold it to a guy from Europe whose wife, I think, is Romanian or Italian or maybe he's Romanian. Anyway, uh, and it's now switched to a European Neapolitan style. Have you been there since? I have not. Yeah, so that that's a totally different pizza. We were just talking earlier about Leonardo's, which is an Italian guy doing a New York style pizza. Have you had that? Um, I think I have, but I'm not, I think I've been over to someone's house where they ordered that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It's, it's pretty forgettable. I mean, you know, you can't really get a true New York style pizza except in New York. Now I'm curious about this one that you mentioned. What's it called again? Something G's. In the city? Yeah. Polly G's, yeah. Again, what's what's the name? Actually, Polly G's. Polly G's. Okay. So they... They have two locations in Green in uh, Greenpoint in Brooklyn, uh-huh. and they're down the street from one another. And their main restaurant is Neapolitan, but the slice shop is like an old school New York style slice shop. So the slice and- shop has been they tried to replicate it on Julia Street, and you actually a light bulb went off in my head when you mentioned that Roman pizza place that closed. Uh-huh. They're inhabiting the space that that place was in. Oh, is that where it is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But before you go, let me ask you this. Do you remember the old Roma pizza in Mandeville? I do not. How old, I actually, how, if I could ask an impertinent question, how old are you? I'm 33, but I moved to okay. the North Shore in this, uh, this past October. I have family oh, from okay. up here, but I'm from the South Shore originally. Okay. All right. Well, then you would not know this place, but it was, it was a New York style pizza with a New York style gruffness. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hold you up <laughs> because I'm going to tell you about this place. It's three thirty. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back with Andrew Doyle in a few minutes. Radio Network. I'm Matt Doyle. Governor Edwards says coming pretty soon, he's expecting the state will begin offering incentives for people to get vaccinated. He didn't offer any details about what it may look like, but other states are trying to convince folks with everything from free beer to Alabama, allowing vaccinated people to drive two laps on the Talladega Super Speedway. Edwards says whatever incentive program they come up with will be on top of ongoing outreach efforts to all communities. White, black, Hispanic, other urban, rural Republican, Democrat, you name it. There there are specific outreach efforts that are ongoing. And there's now a medium chance that a tropical depression develops in the Gulf of Mexico and heads for either Texas or southwest Louisiana. Forecasters also have their eye on a system in the Atlantic that could begin to strengthen. Lake Charles meteorologist Alex Donato says it's just another unfortunate reminder. We are expecting um, a greater than average uh, hurricane season this year. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com, I'm Matt Doyle. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. 
We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Pick up your cash and play Stacks of Cash from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Win up to 15 times. Visit your favorite lottery retailer and ask for Stacks of Cash today for your chance to win up to $100,000. Listen up. Dash out and pick up Cash Dash from the lottery. Win up to $3,000. Visit your favorite lottery retailer and ask for Cash Dash for your chance to win up to $3,000. Cash Dash on sale now. Must be at least 21 to purchase. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. We're back with Andrew Doyle, who is, I just learned, a recent resident of this area here. So just so you know, back in the 90s, there was this little place right in the strip mall where... um, Cafe Rainy is. Um, are you familiar with Cafe Rainy on the North Shore? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, there was a little place, which would be sort of behind the home goods, right in that part of the shopping center. A walk up, couple of tables, and it was called Roma Pizza. And it was the kind of oven that you usually see in New York pizza places unless I, you know, I, I, I haven't paid enough attention, but you know, they've got the, 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 the doors that slam shut and it's just, it's just an oven. I guess what you meant by an electric oven. Is that right? Yeah. It sounds like you're describing a gas oven yeah. that they would, that would be typical of most of the pizza places in the city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and so it was operated by this father and son, and they were so cliche New York, short on words, you know, big on frowns. And it was a little bit scary to go in there, but the pizza was really great. And I don't know why they closed. Maybe they closed with Katrina or something, but my kids are about your age. And uh, we used to go in there a lot, so I thought maybe you had you were familiar with it. Somebody texted while we were uh, on the break and said that he had been to the new place, Polly G's, on Julia, okay. and uh, and is crazy about it. So you have you been yourself? Have you gone? No, I just found okay. out about it earlier this week, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I he's going to call us. With- one of my that was one of my places that I went to. I think I went there three times during the pandemic because they had outdoor seating for their slice shop. Mm, okay. 
Well, uh, I'm anxious to try it because I absolutely do love New York pizza and uh, don't have any idea when I'll ever go back to New York, but I do love talking about it. And I was a Ray's pizza fan, but you know, we talk a lot on this show about memories that you have and if you if you had what it was that you so fondly remembered today would it be just about the nostalgia or would it actually be that good so i don't know i haven't i haven't had rays in a long time but we lived in new york for the summer in 2008 and didn't do the new york pizza trail quite to the extent that you did but um, there's definitely some good pizza there. But I, I, I keep going back to, you know, the, the floppy cheese pizza with a couple of pepperonis from, from Ray's. I remember liking Grimaldi's, but not being so bowled over by it that, you know, that I felt that it deserved the reputation it had, although it's been around forever. Is that part of it? Yeah, I think it's got a name attached to it. That's why it's so popular. And people know it from its franchises. Just the institutional aspect of it. Okay, well, I appreciate your coming on Um, with us. I'm sorry, what? I was wondering, when you spent a summer there, did you learn about the unwritten rules of how to order a slice? No, no. There's this whole language that I was taught by the guy at my local spot on how to order your slice based on the temperature. You want it to be almost like it's a steak. Huh. Well, tell us. uh, Maybe that's impacting. Like, you could go somewhere and get it kind of tailored to your own taste buds, more or less. Huh. I did not know that. Well, so what you, you tell them a temperature you want? So, like, for example, not too hot means you want it heated, but just enough to kind of warm it. Mm-hmm. But then it, you can tell them well done, which is self-explanatory. That's It's going to come out ultra crispy and maybe a little overcooked if the slice. So it really depends. You almost have to go in and look at the slice and see how much they cooked the pie when they originally did it and then order based on that. Hmm. So th- well, there's about five different designations, but those are the only two that I can recall. My goodness. I had no idea. Yeah. See, these are the things that you know when you get a chance to really, really research something. Um, I just know one thing about a slice of pizza. I don't want it to burn the roof of my mouth, which it ha- <laughs> which it does so often. Uh, that that I you know that's the one thing I don't know if there's a designation for that, but that's that's my number one criterion, and I also I, I have a thing about the crust with pizza. It it can't I call it the flaccid crust. So if you hold it and then it droops down and then everything slides off of it, this is mm-hmm. not desirable to me or I think anyone else. I don't fold the pizza vertically. I fold it over usually and make it. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm the kind of person that has to have some real crust in every bite. So when I fold my pizza over, I like some of the actual outer crust on most of the bites. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I follow. Yeah, yeah. that's probably why you're a New York style fan because uh, Neapolitan is much more pillowy and soft, while yeah. New York is. You know, it, it, a good New York slice 
can hold its own weight up when you lift that triangle, the tip doesn't fall over. Okay, that's what I like. I like that. This is why I like Slice. I think that the most distinctive characteristic about Slice, and the reason I like it so much, is that the, cr the crust is stiff enough. It's soft enough to have the New York-style feel to it, but it's also crisp enough to be able to hold the slice out and it stays out. And I, I think that's a really desirable quality. I also like their ingredients a lot. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I haven't been in a long time, but if, if I am thinking, where am I going to get a pizza slice? I'm more inclined to go there than even a place like Pizza Delicious. Pizza Delicious okay. is outrageously expensive. I mean, are they doing slices? They don't do slices, do they? They do. They I do. think it's two seventy five for a slice of cheese from there. Okay. Well, maybe that's it. I've ordered the, the whole pies, and I, I'm kind of sticker-shocked by the fact that you can order a pizza and it's $28, you know, so. Anyway, thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate the call. I love New York pizza. Are you? Did you ever get sick of it while you were there? No, actually, I mean, I've kind of left that experience. I started making my own dough shortly before moving back to Louisiana and now I have an oven at my house and I'm constantly experimenting so you have a you have a pizza continues. oven at your house yeah I have one of those uni uh gas powered ovens uh-huh just for pizza so, yeah well you can you can do things like sear steaks in it and all uh-huh uh, yeah yeah it's just like kind of become a hobby of mine to try and make it and replicate what I've had over there well, you know, like I said, if, if I had to say that I was only going to eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would have to be pizza because it's just a complete food, you know? I often say that and my wife thinks I'm crazy and rolls <laughs> No, it's good stuff for sure, for sure. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. When uh, Eric told me that he had a nephew who did an, a, a pizza experiment because Eric and I went to college together and we talk a lot about these things and uh, he gets very passionate about his food and um, and we usually agree on just about everything but um, but I, I was very excited to talk to you because I do really love New York style pizza and we don't have it here and I'm excited about this new place so um, looking forward to trying it maybe we'll run into each other there yeah thanks for I'll calling appreciate it Okay. okay, take care. Bye-bye. That was Andrew Doyle, who is a new re-resident back to this area after having lived in New York for a year and tried out a whole bunch of pizzas. When we lived in New York, we, um, we went to a lot of different restaurants and uh, were not so focused on the pizza, although I love pizza. We did a number of pizza places, but because we cover all kinds of food, um, we were a little more widespread in our, uh, in our food experiments and places that we discovered. 5569696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me, I am here to do that with you. Give me a call. Okay, so why don't, we, why don't we keep them both on hold for a minute. Let's take the break, and then we'll just go through the rest of the show, okay? We'll be back with Michael75 and Craig.
Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Night and day, you are the one. I've been getting texted by uh, people who have been to the new place, Polly G's, and are very excited about it. So I'm excited, too. Let's go to Michael75. Hello there. Hey. Hey. Okay, here's my rankings for what counts in a restaurant. 70% food, 20% price, 6% ambiance, 4% wait staff. And I submit as my exhibit A, Ugglesich. <laughs> okay. 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 I agree with way. you on the 20% wait staff. I do. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, um, a, a good uh, pizza here in town is right across from Kim Hans, Oak Oven. Have you ever been there? Yes, that's a Neapolitan-style pizza, and I totally agree. It's a really, really good one. Okay, and they have the best spinach salad in town. They have a lot of good stuff. That's a good place. Oh, they, yeah, he, the three owners were three Jesuit guys, and they went to um, the, the chef, studied in uh, Sicily, and I think, I want to say Cagliari, and, uh, and came back and, and was really excited to start the business. So it's a good place. I like it a lot. Yeah, it was packed yesterday. Uh, yeah. By the way, Professor Ikeda would be a happy man if he was with me today. Because I went, I went to the little Tokyo. I had the unagi salad with uh, avocado and uh, cucumbers. Uh, and that, that was just replete with umami. And uh, also, if you sit at the bar, they give you the squid salad with a delicious dressing. All of that for 14, no, and I got a bowl of hot rice that I put on it and made like my own sushi. Anyway, it was, uh, all of that was $14. Okay, Michael, what can okay. I say? What can you say? Okay, here, here's another <laughs> thing. So, yeah, yeah, uh, we're also a couple of great deals. Uh, the red cherries, uh, uh, the fresh red cherries are just in at Rouse's. Dollar ninety nine. The Louisiana Creole's ninety nine cents. Oh, 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 oh! I'm gonna have to go get some of those because I love Creoles. All right, Michael, I have two callers behind you, so you're gonna have to okay, go through the rest of your list ten, quickly. I'll talk to you about ten things on Monday. But what about Henry? Is he leaving for good Monday? Henry is gone. He has already departed. What a lucky guy. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Why does he say that? Let's go to, who's the second caller we have there? Craig? 
Greg. Oh, hey, Greg. Hey, Marianne. How are you doing? We're good. How about you? Good. It's funny that Michael, Mike, seven, Mike said that about Henry. I was, I was thinking he'd be there today to give him a nice little farewell, but... Um, yeah. You know what? He surprised me, too, because I thought that since it was his last week that he would probably be working Friday, too. But then yesterday, right at the end of the show, he goes, OK, that's it for me. And I went, oh, that, oh, OK. I thought you were working no. tomorrow. So he's <laughs> Henry has departed and uh, we wish him well. He was good. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, it's probably been close to two years ago, Marianne, that you had the owners of a winery called Flambeau. Does that ring a bell? Yes, love that wine. Do you know, my wife and I, again, this is just all talk, you know, planning right now. We don't know yet, but maybe we're thinking August, September of a Napa trip, Napa, Sonoma. Is they hard? To, do you have like weird hours? Are they pretty much there all the time? Or are they mostly a seasonal? Do you know much about their winery? I don't know much about their winery, but I do uh, like them very much. I would contact them. And they're, they're lawyers from here, but they live okay. there and they are here a lot. And uh, I would say that you should contact them and tell them you heard them on the show and then they'll be connected sort of to you, you know, and tell them that you're from New Orleans and um, that you would love to visit. And I'm sure they will roll out the red carpet for you. Okay. That sounds good. I know you have another caller, so I uh, just wanted to say hello and ask you about that and hope you have a great weekend. Did you hear the first caller? I was talking about you earlier. No, I did not. What? No. I yes, we had a first good. caller named Sean who was surprised that he was the first caller. And I told oh. him about the legend of the first caller here on the food show. Yeah. That first it was, Greg, first it was yeah. Peter. Then it was Greg, and I thought you and Peter were the same person for a while, and I then know. I finally accepted that you were not. And Marianne, then that guy, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You know he did. I don't. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole real quick because I know you have another caller, but I think he guest hosted a show. He did. Uh, I. I. You know what? We're gonna take this off the air. We'll take this off the air. But yes, and then I said that there is an opening for a first caller, but he didn't go for it. So we hope to hear from him again. Okay. All right, take care, Have Greg. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Let's go to Don. Don, the gourmet neighbor. Henry escaped and is lucky. What the hell does that mean? Anyway. Yes, okay. that's what I want to know. What I does that no mean? clue what that means. That was... That was not nice. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yes, we, we have a, we have a new restaurant in the hood, and uh, what a fantastic replacement for a place that when I walked in the first day after I left, I said, "This is doomed," and that was yeah. I don't know what yeah. kind of marketing research they did. I don't know who decided this was a good place for them. It was totally out of sorts. Its demise had nothing to do with COVID, I assure you, nothing. Well, you know, a lot of people have used COVID as an opportunity to get out of something like that sure. where you're not, it's not working out that right. well. Um, I think that it had, I think it has merit. I, I, I thought it was really good at first. And every time I went after that, not mm. so much, uh, particularly yep. because I didn't like the crust. I thought the crust mm. was a focaccia, but it was an interesting style, you know, to serve it that way. And oh. Uh, you, you you can't open a pizzeria of that size and have you know these fourteen 
pies that are literally the size of a cookie sheet all sitting because we don't have that much traffic here. This isn't Rome. This isn't New York. You know right, what I mean? exactly. So you don't, you don't have that constant flow. You've got to be turning exactly. over, turning it over, and they just couldn't mm-hmm. get that. This yeah. place will be here for a very long time. It is well, I'm excellent. super excited. It is everything that Banchi was not. It is a very limited menu. Um, you know, everything from the upside-down Sicilian to just a regular old plain cheese pizza. I mean, they're all like, and it's really like a New York style pizza. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. Even, even when you get down to the squares, which I did not have, uh, but looking at the menu, they even have the sesame seed bottom on them. So yeah, have you ever had a square sesame seed bottom? No, I haven't. So what it does is it makes, even though it's a thicker piece of pizza, okay, because it's cut in the squares, like uh, the guest called grandma's pizza. Okay. Yeah. The sesame seeds, when toasted, give the bottom this like sort of nutty flavor. Yeah. It makes it Uh crispy, crispy. It gives it an extra crunch. Uh So, well, what's on the top of Grandma's slice? What's on the top of it? Well, I mean, they have different kinds. I mean, like the upside down is like the 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 mozzarella is on the bottom, then the tomato sauce will be on the top. So that's an upside down Uh Sicilian. Okay, so it's in reverse. And, okay. and really good. And by, by putting the cheese on the bottom on that thicker piece of bread, it also stops it from getting soggy. You know, hmm. it, it doesn't, the bread doesn't suck in all that sauce. So it's going to be a hit. I mean, it's like four bucks, four fifty for a piece of pizza. I think the cheese was, uh, I want to say like maybe three fifty, and a whole cheese mm. pizza is like twenty, like twenty three. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, the whole pizzas are not cheap. I mean, that's just, but they're pretty big too. They're not like a normal pizza you know not like do a they have basic pepperoni pizza. or is it fancy pe- pepperoni no no they have regular pepperoni uh regular uh italian they have mm-hmm. they do do mm-hmm. a pepperoni uh with um some sort of hot honey if you want that on top but no they do really then they no, do i don't want stuff. that on top that's not a new york pizza well, that's, that's, that's a, a gourmet hip pizza no 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 that that's a classic thing that's a classic thing. That's a thing. Definitely. What? A thing. The hot I never honey. saw that's that at Ray's thing. Pizza. Well, I don't know what to do at Ray's, but that is a, I, I've seen it everywhere, so it's not an unusual thing. But uh, hot honey? Hot honey? Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Huh? I, I didn't do that. But, yeah, they have really basic things. Uh, they had a vegan menu, which I didn't bother to look at because what the hell is that about? <laughs> I'll skip that. Uh, entirely. You know, okay, that's that. too hip. I'm sorry. When I go into a place like Ray's it's Pizza, it's a joint. It's got a concrete floor. It's got a few people behind the it counter grumbling about stuff. They well, shove the pizza problem. with the paper plate and you leave. This sounds way too hip. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely not hip. And there are like eight locations across the country. So it's in Chicago. It's in Boston. It's in New York. It's got two in New York. Why does um, everybody? <laughs> why mm-hmm. does everybody think that New Orleans is like those places you just mentioned? I mean, we I don't, don't have know. nearly the population that no. they do, and we eat constantly to support the mm-hmm. restaurants that we already have. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it is. It's totally different. We're not any of those places, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
it's like everybody wants to come to New Orleans, which is flattering, but it's Mm -hmm. just, it doesn't have the population for that. To maintain it. And and that's what happened. That's what happened to Banchi. And when that opened up, look, they've got a lot, they've got a a lot of youngsters in this neighborhood. They just want a piece of pepper. They they just want a piece of pepperoni pizza. That's all they want. They're coming. Now, the only downfall of this and I am pretty sure this is related to the labor force today. They're only open from 11 to 7. That will change. But uh-huh. uh, you can see, like, when it was crowded, they were stressed just because they don't have the labor force. Okay. So that, All right. That so how does this affect? Are you a there. Sophia fan? No. Okay. Okay. How's that for an answer? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's an honest answer, which is enough? all I'm interested in. Okay. Now, now right. their pizzas are, their flatbreads or whatever they call them at Sophia, the, that, that's probably the best thing on their menu, I think, the pizzas. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. the best thing they've got going. But, I like uh, it that a place lot. Is just, do you? It's a little too hip for me. I can't believe you like that. I'm surprised. <laughs> Very surprised. No, no, I like hip. See, I'm a, I'm a complex individual. Mm. I'm a okay. sucker. For hip, but given the choice, Got I'd it. really rather just a pile of cheese fries. I mean, you know, Got it's it's it. it's a weird thing. What can I say? Well, well, uh, you need to try this place out. I think it's I think it's gonna it's gonna be here. It's gonna be here a while. It's not going anywhere. Okay. All right. Sounds okay. good. Take right. care. Take care. Right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Darren, I do not have time for a typical Darren call. I can give you about two minutes. <laughs> we'll be quick. Okay. We'll be quick. And um, Henry, where wherever you are, my friend, the best of luck. All of all of life's best. Yes. So Henry um, will be in touch. He texted me right before the show, so he'll be out there. We'll good, hear from Henry again. Good. So, so Marianne, I know we've spoken about this, but I think the best thing on the menu at Arno's is their pizza. Oh, Darren, we can't go from a hip New York. I- Style just, to R and O's. But try it. Don't I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. <laughs> I, I really do. And and you know what? I mean, this is a little hip, and I know this is for a longer conversation. But I think my so my wife and daughter are traveling tomorrow to Sedona for a week. Oh. So I think my son and I, I think we're going to do some Blue Oak this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hip. Forget about Blue Oak. I want to hear about Sedona. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, call me back on Monday. I want to hear all about the trip to Sedona because I used to live in those parts and I have not been in 40 years. And where are they staying? I think it's, I'll have to ask my wife, but I think it's like a little like Sedona non-traditional hotel. Like <gasps> they really put a lot of time and effort into planning this. Because, you know, in Sedona... They have in Oak, it's, it's called Oak, um, gosh, I can't even remember it. <gasps> it and, it's and, a, there's, there's a creek that goes down, and they have this cool slide rock. <coughs> and right. all along the road are these little motels. Well, I think that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah. And then they're doing just the two of them with a driver in a Jeep, like a eight-hour thing with the Grand Canyon just the four of, or the three of them, the driver and my wife and my daughter. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, it's going to be, I'm but super- at any rate, my son and I will just have a blast eating. We'll eat through the weekend. Well, you know, I always try to get Mrs. 75 to call. Get Mrs. Darren to call. I want to report on her trip. You think she would do that? You, I, I do. I do. Well, she, I, she may. Okay, maybe your daughter. All right. I need to go. Thank you, Darren. I always love your call. Call earlier next time. All right? Good weekend. All righty. That's it for a very busy show. TGIF, the end of another week. It is just flying by as we race toward the end of May. Please visit us on nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Our Instagram page, please follow us at the New Orleans Menu. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine Wine and Spirits Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana.